The last page has been turned on my most recent read and I'm enjoying my first cup of tea of the day. But to be fair, it is still pretty early in the morning and it's a Sunday. This week is a little bit different as I recorded this episode over a week ago on my birthday. Both Lorraine and I were a little bit merry on Prosecco celebrating, so it isn't going to be my usual book review and I'm telling you that now. Though we stick to the spoiler-free aspects, we do veer into film territory, which is very easy to do when you're talking about a book like Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. So join us today as we talk about witches, witchcraft and sisterhood with very few spoilers and lots of opinions, all of which means it's time for the latest episode of Being Bookish. I'm your host, Ray, self-confessed bookworm, introvert, hermit, long-term depression sufferer and ex-coffee addict. Join me on my journey through my ever-growing to-be-read pile and enjoy the latest of my 100% spoiler-free book reviews. And I'm here today, as I've already said, talking about Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. And I've got a guest with me, Lorraine, who has her own podcast about horror films. So why don't you tell us about that before we start talking about the book? Well, I'm here in person. Um, oh, blimey, that's that's another thing. We are actually in person. Yeah, I've come down. It's Ray's birthday today. So I've uh, driven all the way down from Bath to Worthing. And uh, okay, calm down on the Prosecco, Ray. <laughs> If she sounds funny on this one, it's because she's been drinking too much. Um, so, yeah, I'm a horror movie podcast that talks about horror movies and sometimes true crime. So completely opposite to Ray. Although we have done some horror books. We have indeed. And this one, I wouldn't say it's without its own elements of horror. Yeah, it's not like um, Sunshine and Rainbows, is it? No, it really isn't. Especially this. The film, I feel like, is a bit more Sunshine and Rainbows, but this is it's quite depressing, really. <laughs> And we will get into that. First of all, we're going to, I'm going to read you the summary so you've got a little idea if you've never seen the film or heard of the book. And if you haven't, where have you been? The Owen sisters confront the <laughs> Judgmental. Well, come on. <laughs> I was thinking it, I just didn't say it. <laughs> I always, I, uh, I'm always saying 100% spoiler free and always honest. <laughs> I'm not going against the second one with this book. The Owen sisters confront the challenges of life and love in this bewitching novel from New York Times best-selling author Alice Hoffman. For more than 200 years, the Owens women have been blamed for everything that has gone wrong in their Massachusetts town. Gillian and Sally have endured that fate as well. As children, the sisters were forever outsiders, taunted, talked about, pointed at... Their elderly aunts almost seem to encourage the whispers of witchery with their musty house and their exotic concoctions and their crowd of black cats. But all Gillian and Sally wanted was to escape. One will do so by marrying, the other by running away. But the bonds they share will bring them back, almost as if by magic. That's it. It sounds so sweet. I know. Yet it really isn't. I know. That's that's the thing. If you've seen the film with Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman, I was for some reason my brain was going completely blank on her name, even though I've said it multiple times today. 
it is a film about female empowerment and friendship and familial bonds Mm -hmm. and strength. And then you read the book. Yes. This was the first time you've read the book. I've, this was a reread for me. So what did you think? Yeah, because if you know I've been on before, I, I'm not one for sitting down and reading. Usually I do audiobooks, but I actually sat and read this one. Yay. Yes. I'm converting people. Yeah, um, and I enjoyed it. It was difficult because for time and stuff, because it takes a lot longer. Um, but I enjoyed it, but I, I think my problem was I kept seeing the characters from the film and I wanted more of certain ones especially the the ants Diane Weist and Stuckard Channing who so were fantastic in they're the fantastic in it so there were elements of the book I really liked I think it was a lot darker and a lot more depressing than um the film like you said I think the film was quite it uplifting. was a nice film it was, it was nice. uplifting yeah. and I think that people watched it that's one of the things I find is an issue for me with a lot of book adaptations Mm. if you haven't read the book first and you go into the film completely blind you're you are met with this oh that's wonderful and you are filled with especially with this film that joy of oh they get their happily ever afters and this goes right and that goes right and Mm. okay so there are some hardships yeah but everything turns out for the good and then you pick up the book. Yeah. And if you've done it that way round, you're probably of the mindset that is going to be, oh dear, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I was quite surprised at how different it was, but also the same. Yes. If that makes sense. But um, the char- I think the characterization, especially of Sally and Gillian, mm. was on point. Oh God, yeah. They definitely got that. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely got that. Um, Nicole Kidman was fantastic as Gillian. There was something about her that was, she was almost ethereal. I love Nicole. Hang on to your husband, girls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There is something almost ethereal yeah. about her character. And that is something that is very, very similar in the book. Mm. But at the same time, there is that darkness underlying it all, which you don't really get in the film. No, no. I think they go into it a lot more here. And... I think if you, if you haven't read the book, I think go and read it for that because it gives you a bit more of an understanding of them, to be honest with you. But I will say the only problem I have with the books, yeah. and this is my impatience yes. coming out because you know what I'm like, I'm not a very patient person, is I'm not a fan of filler. And I feel like there's like... The whole uh, kids, because obviously Antonio and Kylie are older in this than they yes, are in the film. Yes, they are much older. So there's a lot more drama going on they're there. They're at least 10, I'd say they're almost 10 years older in the book. Yeah, in the e- book. yeah they could be, yeah. Eight to 10 years, definitely. Um, and obviously we, with that comes all the drama of being a teenager. And, you know, because of the age that we are, I, I that stuff just bores me now. You know, I, I don't... I, I mean, I, I would be happy for them to put it in because of it, obviously it's part of the, the story because of how um, Sally's bringing them up and stuff. But have I got a cat behind my head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Just ignore her. She'll that's fine. Um, that's fine. Um, so a lot of the stories with them and like Gideon and... Mark. Mark. I find all that a bit... Oh, come on. Okay. What's, I wanted to get back to the, I think the other stuff. The funny thing is, I think that if you'd read this 
when you were a teenager. I mean, it came out in 1995, so we'd have been in our 20s anyway. Mm -hmm. But if we'd read it at that point, their stories would probably have interested us far more. Yeah, no, I agree. Than Sally and Gillian's stories, where we'd have been in that reverse sensation of, I really don't want to hear about this stupid aunt. I want to hear about the teenage girls, especially Kylie with her... I think Kylie is a very much a mirror of Gillian in the book. Mm. She has the potential to become no, is it, the oh, runaway. Yeah, yeah. She's the Anto- Antonia she's, though in the book, isn't she? Yeah, she's, she's the, it, the, yeah, the she, Gillian, yeah. Yeah, the younger yeah. sister yeah. who is three years younger than Antonia has a desperate need to fit in but also stand out. Mm. And she was the tomboy who all of a sudden becomes this waif-ish model when her aunt gets hold of her yeah she's not the aunt coming into her life it's like i feel like she's trying to live through her yeah oh absolutely because she's very inappropriate with what's going on she doesn't respect sally's boundaries she thinks sally's just basically being a bit of a stick in the mud but sally is trying at the same time she's a mother she's also trying to fit in with the neighbourhood and yeah. be normal because of the way that she grew up. Yeah, because she's she's left uh, the area where there are witches and now she lives in a... I can't remember the movie. to Florida or somewhere? Yeah, so, I think something like that. Yeah. But at the same time, in the book, that's the thing, that's the, a bigger yeah. difference in the book yeah. as well. In the film, they are living in the aunt's house and the aunts are on holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in the book, Sally has moved away mm. and her sister comes to visit her on the run almost. Yeah, because in the book, the, uh, Sally has like the life, you know where they say about how you're always top of the phone tree? Yeah. Whereas in the film... Yeah, that's she, what she always wants yeah, to be. Yeah, that's what she always wants to be. So yeah, from that, she's got that nobody knows who she is type thing. And she's trying to raise the, raise the children and the dad's, the father of the children's died. And yeah, she just wants normality. And then obviously Gillian comes back with her, which is basically Gillian in the film. Yeah. With all her like demons and crazy behavior and she's trying to suck antonia into it which i think is kylie really... i thought antonia was the bad one in it no kylie oh, is God, the bad one the kylie is the younger sister who yeah. gets the makeover on her birthday all oh, right okay yeah because i kept on switching them around for some reason um but yeah so she's like this she's almost like the older bad influence of a sister type thing yeah to her and instead of respecting sally she just kind of blows her off yeah Gillian appeals to Kylie's more rebellious side. Mm. And there is that fear, I think, on Sally's part that her children are going to mirror her own childhood, Mm. where Antonia is the responsible one who is responsible for clearing up her sister's messes. Mm. And that is terrifying for Sally. Mm. There's nothing worse than being the older sibling who is ultimately left to clean up those messes especially when one of them is murder yeah that's uh that's not something you want to get involved in but i do like the way they brought that story into it we got a bit more of it i think in the book than we do in the film obviously but i think one of the things is as well i could picture him because i was picturing the actor yeah they're also yeah they also give him such a twisted past whereas in the film, he's mm. abusive and nasty and that's You the don't reason. like him more in the book. No, you yeah. don't. But yeah. at the same time, you're given far more backstory yeah. to not like him in the yeah. book. Yeah, exactly. Because he 
it turns out he was providing doctored drugs to high school kids. That killed three of them. And killed three of them. Yeah. And he was so blasé about this mm. that Gillian almost excused it. Yeah, but she, she, she was definitely one of those ones that kind of just well, he loves me, I'm with him, it's better than nothing type thing. I yeah, like I think she, she was so desperate. Yeah, unfortunately that is a thing where someone would rather be with someone like that than be alone. But then she finds Ben. Yeah. And that's something that isn't in the film. Oh, definitely not. But I, I thought, I kind of didn't get that relationship. I Like, I know it was normality for her. But it was also her. growth of her, growth for her as a character. It, it was, was making her... fit. It didn't fit, but at the same time, it did because it may it was showing that she had grown. Yeah, and I think that it was the associate having that time with her sister and her sister's Maybe children, all, yeah. and seeing what they had managed to build out of pretty much nothing, and her sister continued to try and build it. Mm. So then she pushed it to the point where she needed stability and safety and in ben a high school teacher she yeah. found it i liked that aspect of the normality for her i don't think it would have lasted though but they got married yeah i don't think it would have lasted i think she'd have got bored we really needed more glimpses of Gillian and sally's aunts in the book yeah we definitely needed i felt they them. were hugely underused i agree and i kept i kept um I kept, every time I turned the page, I kept wanting them to show up. Same here. And I was constantly disappointed in the fact that they they weren't. And there was also a lack of um, friendship mm. in the book. In the film, they have this collection of people that they gather around them who prove helpful when they are ridding the home of Jimmy Spectre. Mm. That never happens in the book. No, and nor the one thing I did miss. I know they make them, but like the whole margarita. Oh, yeah, the margarita yeah. fantastic fun. Yeah, I liked that. They made a show of it. It was a spectacle rather yeah. than a routine. And you could imagine doing that with your friends or family, or like just kind of having a bit of a drink. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I could. I could so I, I think there was bits that I liked in that respect that you didn't. You never really, I never really felt you got that fun thing, think, fun part of it in the book. Yeah, if that I think really that's happened. it. If there was something that was missing, it was that fun, mm. light element. Yeah, it was just Sally being mad all the time. I think Sally was on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, she does have those couple of days in bed, mm. but it does make you wonder if she ever really... I mean, she grieved her husband, but having her sister there and having to solve all her problems... Yeah really made her go, you know what, I've had enough of this. And that day when she's making lasagna mm. and she just dumps it all down the sink yeah, and goes to bed and stays there for a couple of days. Yeah, because eventually you just have enough, don't you? Exactly. But her sister was a royal pain in the ass. Like, it, she was so annoying. You know, it's it's just... I think when it's constant and you're doing it all the all the time and you get someone that comes back, coming back with the whole Jimmy thing as well. Yeah, coming back, like, oh, I think I, I've got a dead body in the car. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hi, I'm home. There's a dead body. Help me get rid of it. Yeah, because like, how long was it? They, I mean, she hadn't seen the ants, I think it was 18 years. Yeah. Like, Sally must have been a good few years as well. It wasn't 18 years for Sally, was it? I 
I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I yeah. think that she called her on a couple of occasions yeah. for help. Yeah. And Sally had obviously sent her letters and things. Mm. So they'd been in touch, but not yeah. as constant as they had been when they were children. It was almost as though Sally was a convenience for her. Yeah, nowhere else to go. Exactly. However, it did... I mean, it turned out all for the best at yeah. the end. Yeah. But... At the same time, it did feel very much like Gillian was using her family in order to escape from the unpleasantness she really should have faced. I mean, it's even down to Sally to resolve the issues with the investigator, with Gary, when he finds the ring in their house. Yeah. I mean, that was that appearing and Kylie being so aware of everything was quite... Yeah, because she kept seeing him, didn't she? Yeah, she kept on seeing him and 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 hearing things. And she was afraid of going outside of the grounds of the house. And she saw the ring appear on the on the on the windowsill Mm. in the kitchen and things like that. She was in. I think she was probably far more in sync with nature. Yeah, she'd got what her mum and her aunt had slowly moved away from. Yeah, because she's still quite young as well. And I think that's what her mum was more afraid of. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't really want your kid. I suppose she thinks back to when she was a child and all that went with that, like how much she was bullied and teased and called names and they weren't invited to places and all that kind of stuff. She probably didn't want that for her child. Exactly. You know, but... Yeah, it was was just a lot. I I I just think it was quite a depressing book. But I did like... I kept on again waiting for Gary to come in because obviously in the in the film he in comes film, in quite early. Yeah, you you see him quite early. So, but I could I, I I think that was written very well. How them two, they have that look, don't they? And they're a bit kind of um, clumsy almost. And she gets a fluttering in her yeah. heart. And Gillian is the one that says, "You don't know what that is. That's love." Yeah. Yeah, and I I thought that they wrote those two characters as a unit together. I thought they wrote them very well. I I got that. I got it through the pages. But it didn't happen until so late. Yeah. That it was almost as though he was added in as an afterthought. The it focus was a bit rushed. The focus mm. was far more on Gillian and Ben's romance, which I wasn't interested in. I know. I I it was an odd one. I mean, the fact that he had a rabbit, he had an indoor rabbit mm. and she would sneak him food and things and yeah. she created a bond with this rabbit that felt far closer than the bond she actually created with Ben. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just, like, I know it was like her growing and all that kind of stuff, but it just never felt, all I kept thinking of, and I think this is a bit of an extreme comparison, did... A film I keep mentioning to you all the time, which instead of saying the other film, you know the film he's just not that into. <laughs> which it's I not, seriously, how many times? And I actually promoted that this week because it's been two years since I released that episode. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> so I watched that recently, and there's Scarlett Johansson's character and Bradley that guy, Cooper, Connor. No, not Bradley Cooper. Connor. Oh, um, Kevin Connor. Kevin Connor. That fancies her. Oh yes. And he, and I just kept on thinking of them two about this guy that just keeps on wanting this woman so desperately so badly and it's so like he's in the friend zone massively and it's like she's giving bits and like you know it just didn't feel real to me and it felt like that that she he was safety and because like when you watch it in the film you know she kind of like okay let's do it because it's a safety but when things get real she backs out I know Gillian ends up marrying him but 
it just never felt like as bad as it sounds it never felt like how she was about jimmy or her first husband yeah like how she felt about them like i don't know was it lust or obsession whatever you want to call it but i felt like i felt like ben was her in other relationships interesting yeah i can see that though Mm. because there is that element of well he's a high school teacher she's pretty glamorous in herself she's massively flighty Mm. and she has got this way about her she you i suppose the 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 song witchy woman is really about her because i love how people don't want her around because she's a threat which i think is i mean it's so pathetic like if i have to worry about um having other women around because of my husband they're not the problem my relationship with my husband is the problem you know, if they're going to do, you know, if your guy's going to go off, he's going to go off. Like, do you know what I mean? I wonder if that was building to that. That was sort of fielding to the stereotype that women are threatened by attractive women, which in, in all honesty, the majority of secure women who are secure in the way that their husbands feel about them, they aren't. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think like that. I, I, I have in the past, like years ago, but I, I don't anymore because maybe because I'm older now. And like, you know, if, if it's that easy for him to stray a hot woman coming in, then do you know what? Off you go, mate. <laughs> no, honestly, I ain't got yeah. no time for it. I ain't got no time for it. Um, do I want it to happen? No. But if it's that easy for you to stray because some woman walks by and flicks her hair, you were never yeah. mine anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's that whole of it. Is yeah, because <laughs> I mean, Chris Hemsworth walked by, but I wouldn't cheat on my hu- for, um, you know, with him for my husband. I would, even though I've told Dev I would, I wouldn't. <laughs> like in reality, Poor I Dev. wouldn't. No, you know the way you get a list. Yes, um, and well, I'd take Chris Evans too. Sorry, Ray, I'd lose my husband and my friendship. But you know, it's Chris Evans. But <laughs> she's like, get out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just don't get that whole where women are petrified. Like we better not bring her. Like what? What? What is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably the least threatening person when it comes to relationships on the planet. And I've actually lost friends because they've seen me as a threat to their relationship because I'm single. It's like, really? Me? Are you kidding? Give me a choice, a book or a man. I think I'll pick the book. That's actually true, isn't it? Yes, it is. (laughs) Give me a pretty book. And it's like, yes, please. Okay, Chris Chris Evans' book. Still book. It'll last longer. Uh, <laughs> oh, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> no, it's true. A book I can keep on my shelf. I've had book. I've got books that are over two hundred years old. You can um, lock the door and keep them in here. <laughs> <laughs> that that would that would border on um, in America a federal crime. Uh, so <laughs> I think not. Yeah. But at the same time. I, that's the thing that I don't understand. It's that mentality and that's what they have. Mm. They feel threatened by her because she is so secure in her sexuality. Mm. And that's something that they aren't used to because it is small town America. And when this girl comes in, all glamour, tight clothes, pretty hair and loads of makeup, so secure in who she is, they take one look and go, uh, yeah, my husband's not going out. Do you know what, though? I don't think she is. I don't think she is at all. I no, but she... that's how they see yeah. her. But I, I, but her, she's not. Because I think the way she, you know, goes from place to place, man to man, and stays with someone who does what she does, I think she's so desperate to have this love of this guy that, you know, she would put up with any sort of shit. And I think if you're really, like, confident in yourself... 
to that extent that they see her as the first person that gives you crap, you're gone. I'm not yeah. taking this. But, That's yeah. the thing. I think that it's their interpretation of and how she comes so across. Wrong, haven't they? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing. I think that one thing with Gillian is she is incredibly insecure. Oh God, yeah. She yeah. is one of these people who she puts on a show. She's like mm. a person who is going through mental health issues they put on a massive front it's like wearing a shell if you're a turtle or a tortoise it is worn as armor and you pretend for all it's worth you become a really good actor i have to say you really do become a very good actor when you are sinking into the bottom of depression and anyone will tell you that Mm. and i think that that's what she does she is every inch her sister's sibling and is also she knows it's not real because like yeah you can look at a person and think oh my god they're so beautiful oh, all that kind of stuff. It's but you know nothing about them so like if, if if someone comes up and like falls at your feet because of how gorgeous you are there's nothing real about See, that that's what i think she likes about ben because he's kind of because more he to than that. because there is more to him than that yeah. there is he sees more in her than that mm. he doesn't see her as this stunning woman that's just come in from note from whoever knows where who's incredibly glamorous and full of confidence he sees her for who she is and i think that's why they end up together more than anything it's because he knows her yeah i still think she'll get bored though eventually and go it depends i mean yeah. she may have grown up yeah I don't know. She may settle down and he may be exactly who she needs. And that's it. It's about what she needs at that moment. And he gives her the confidence. He gives her the confidence that she portrays. But he might fix her up and send her up. She might then go, oh, I'm all right now. And off she goes. Yeah. I don't know. I just think so. I mean, hopefully I'm wrong because I think we're all capable. Like, like I look at myself now in my endeavors as a younger person in my 20s compared to now and i'm too like complete you couldn't i wasn't really interested in relationships like do you know what i mean yeah um but i don't know i just i think she i think she'd get bored eventually of it i think the 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 change in what he offers her would get old are we not giving her enough credit maybe not you know maybe not but we'll never know no unless alice hoffman writes another one yeah, what happens? Does Gillian stay with, Gillian stay with yeah. Ben? Yeah. Does Gideon get it on with Kylie? Oh, God, I couldn't get into that whole story bit at all, the Gideon bit. I every... think it was a reflection yeah. of Gillian yeah. and every ever every yeah. single guy she's ever known. Yeah, but I think that was just, like I said, that's just down to Filler. Yeah, my age now, you know, I'm not interested in any of that kind of stuff. But, um... But Gary, now, I did like that. But like I said, I wish... It had been more expanded mm. like it was in the film. Yeah. It was the only relationship between a couple that I was invested in, like from a romantic sense. Yeah. It was the only um, one I was really... But, I was interested in the Jimmy thing, but that's because he was in the ground. Yeah. Jimmy was in the ground and that's where he needed to stay. Yes. I found the way that they got rid of him in this less visually satisfying. I did as well because I was reading, I was like... Oh, is right. that it? Is that because she had gone through that whole we're going to go tell and and she know. was possessed yeah. and everything. There was so much stuff yeah. that it could have been, and it felt like a damp squib. It was really 
over and done with like this. Yeah, because I was like, I've only got a few, because it's really near it the really end. Is, it really is, it really is. how do I only have a few pages left? Surely this can't be right. No, I, I agreed with that. I, I I almost felt like I'd missed it. Yeah, I, I actually admit, yeah. when I, I mean, this is a reread, but it's been a very long time. I last read it when the film came out. Yeah. But That's how remember, long ago. You can't remember every single thing in a book. Like, no. Yeah. I, I read enough that I don't if i did that would be scary my brain would probably explode out of my you ears make room for the new stuff yeah exactly yeah. sometimes it's not worth it yeah. but <laughs> anyway i was scrolling through it. i read it on an e i read it as an ebook yeah and i was scrolling through it and i thought did i miss something when i was reading did i read through it too fast did i miss it Same. and then i scrolled back and i thought no i really didn't miss yeah. it so i carried on reading and i thought i went back well, as well that was really yeah. dissatisfying yeah, because I, I finished it actually last night and, you, you know, the night before yeah. I'd been up, I got up, I'd woken up at two in the morning and come back back to sleep. So I thought that I was, I thought I'd fallen asleep while I was yeah. reading it. So I went back and had a look because the last like, because it was in the last 20 pages. At it least, was, it? it was really yeah. close to the end. And I was like, oh, I must have read. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. And then it's kind of like, they almost like, they all live happily ever after. You know, it's kind of... It's kind of like, um, for anybody who ever watched Angel, it's the last lines of Quinn. Is that it? Am I done? Yeah. That really was how it felt. Yeah. Yeah, it it ended very strangely. And abruptly. Yes. I think it missed all the drama of the film and it needed it. Well, but that's the thing because the whole Jimmy thing, you know, we kept waiting for it to happen and then she's going to go and tell Gary about it all at the hotel and stuff like that. And then she makes out with him in a car instead. Yeah. And then then this big like build up and then it's like And oh. then the aunts come back. Yeah. And then it's done. Yeah. See that that was for me I think the biggest disappointment. Yeah. That yeah. I agree. Out of everything else, that for me was the reason why I gave the book three stars out of five instead of giving it four. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Okay. Because all I could think was, um, yeah, it felt like fi- half of it felt like filler, and then we get the ending that could have been incredible, and it was just really dissatisfying. Yeah. No, what I would agree. you What would you give it? Having, I mean, this is the first physical book you've read in a while. I mean, yeah. I've read books, but this is the first physical yeah, one you've read. Audible. Yeah, um, I think I would give it a three point five, but I would give the film more. Yeah, you see, I'd give the film more. You know, and that see, that's the thing that frustrates. I'm I'm very much a book over film person. I mean, I love I love yeah. Stand by Me, but the book yeah. was better. I preferred the ending. What the book? Yeah, you see, I loved the book. Yeah, and I think it was as much as I love the film, I prefer the book. Mm. However, this is probably one of the very rare occasions where I'd say the film was better than the book. So sorry to all you um, Alice Hoffman Practical Magic fans out there. I do prefer the film. Me too, and I think though, to be fair, you've got Stockard Channing, Diane Weiss, Nicole Kidman, Sandra Bullock. Aiden Quinn. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? You've got... And Goran Visnik. And Goran Visnik. You've got these amazing car- um, actors in it. Because like, I'm a big fan of all of those. Yes, yeah, strength, a strong yeah. cast. Yeah, and I think it's just a really great film. Like, I, I watch it quite a lot. You know, it's one of those films you yeah. can keep revisiting. So, 
you know, maybe if I'd read the book first, I might feel differently because you hear a lot of that with books. Yeah, but you do hear that a lot with books. But sometimes, I mean, I'm somebody who, granted, I read the book after I watched the film. Yeah. But I still prefer... And that is rare for me. I yeah. still prefer it the film to the book. It is rare for someone to say that. Yeah, it is very yeah. rare. It's a very unusual occurrence that somebody will, who loves books will say, oh, the film was better. In fact, it's kind of the words that stick in the craw because they don't want to admit it. But I think this is one of those books and film combinations where they pulled the story out so much more they gave the characters far more development and they drew out certain elements of the Mm. plot to the point where they were much better developed well i have a question then for you see it's like you it's not a common common occurrence for you can you quickly off the top of your head think of another book that's done that and film so i can kind of oh god uh another (laughs) book and film where the book is where the film is better yeah I am going to struggle with that one. Oh, okay. So that's how rare it is then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're going to be recording another episode that's actually for Lorraine's show today, and the book is better than the film. Okay, I haven't read the book, so I wouldn't know. But yeah. it's a it's a YA book from okay. when I was a kid. Yeah, but the book is better than the film. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, I was just curious, but that just shows then if you can't think of one and you've read a lot of books, yeah, and films, yeah. I've re- I, I like to read the adaptation, the book first, mm. mostly. But I will say one thing, what you have converted me as, I've actually cancelled my Audible and I've bought my next book. Oh my God. I can't remember what it's called, but you know what it's called. Yes, it's The, um, the Witch, of, Witch of Vardo. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what am I reading, right? <laughs> What's the book? Yeah. But it was one that's, it's been recommended by quite a few people and you like the darker yeah, witchy witchier side. Yeah. And there are loads of dark witchy books coming out. Yeah. I recorded Wayward a couple of weeks ago and there are a few more I think that I've got on order. So going forward I'll be doing a witch book podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be doing a witch I book podcast. I will say oh my god right. I know I've got a different, you know, I I I've got a kid so it's harder to sit down sometimes. But how you read one book, I know you read more than that, but how you read one book a week, and there's a lot of book, yeah, exactly. She, she's looking at me like everyone else is. They're, they're walking along with their headphones on going, huh? But how you... She only reads one. No, but I, I just, well, I, I just ain't got the time for it. Um, because obviously I, I do my own podcast and like, you know, I don't get to sit down until late and there's other stuff to do. And plus, I, I just, I don't know how you do it. I get up at six o'clock in the morning. I get up at half five, six mm. o'clock in the morning. But then I've got other things to do. Exactly. It, I'm not saying, oh, you can do it because, you know, you don't have That's I'm not saying that at all because my lifestyle is different to your lifestyle. Yeah. But how you can discipline yourself as well to sit down and just... But I suppose as well, you can read while doing other things. Yeah, I read while um, I have the TV. If I have the TV on, I yeah. will read while I'm... It's background noise more than anything else. Yeah, we see with me, like when I've got Audible on, I could do more books like that because yeah. I'm cleaning, I'm walking, I'm doing all that kind of stuff. But with the reading, I just sit down with my classical music and read. So I have to have that. But the that big time. question is, do you enjoy it? No, I do. So like, because my husband's a big reader. He likes all the Warhammer yes. stuff, as you know, he was on your podcast. So like now he's loving that I'm reading because I'm not making him re-watch over and over again episodes of like Shit Creek or Unbreakable <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt or something. 
Um, so like he's like, oh, we go up and read. So we're like, it's our thing now where we get into bed at night and we sit and read. Oh, that's cute though. I know. No, but I am. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying Harry, my my good friend, is a big, big book reader mm. as well. And she's like, oh, I see you're reading. I even got a nice little bookmark. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. I was talking, um, <laughs> one of the things that I've, questions that I had on Twitter was, what is the oldest thing you have as a bookmark? Okay. At the moment, mine is a 17-year-old bus ticket. Mine's a week old. <laughs> but I, the thing yeah. is, I, I have an awful tendency to lose my bookmarks. Yeah. And I think it's because I move between books so quickly. Mm. And a lot of people who read a lot will say the same thing. Mm. Oh, well, I've just, I'm reading four books or yeah. I've got three books on the go. And you'll forget where you've put the bookmark because you yeah. put the book down for 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, especially with my cat, the bookmark is gone. Yeah. So I have got a really, really pretty hand, well, it's, it's handmade silver half moon yeah. with my name engraved in it. I don't know where it is. Well, Riley's already taken my bookmark and made me order her one in blue and she's keeping mine until hers arrives. <laughs> well, see, you've also yeah. got a daughter who likes to read. She does. Well, there you go. She does, she does read. You're going to be a family of readers and I am yeah. really happy to hear it, I have to say. Yeah. you have to do one one day and do a little few minutes one with Riley. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, I had Chance's daughter on. Yeah. And we talked about Skywood, which I got for Christmas yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, we are. No, I, I'm, I am. I'm enjoying it. And it's a nice way that force... Because you know me, I'm not very good at sitting down no, and relaxing. So it's forcing me to do it. And so I go up and I put my hot blanket on on my bed. I get myself either a glass of wine or a cup of tea or something, depending on the day. And then, yeah, I just sit there. I think, I think it's one of those things. And I do think that there are a lot of people who don't like to sit down and read. Hmm. And I know a lot of them. I'm related to a fair few of them. <laughs> That aren't massive readers. Yeah. But that's fair enough. Everybody mm. has their interests. But if it's something that you want to find your way to, then I think audiobooks are a really good way to start anyway. Yeah, no, they were. They were. I'm useless with audiobooks. Yeah. Because they do just put me to sleep and I cannot record anything from them. Mm. So whenever anybody says to me, oh, I've just listened to an audiobook, and it's like, uh, I wish I could. Because it would be would... great for you when you were working. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, but then I think to myself, well, that that would be great. Mm. But an audiobook takes someone 11 hours to read. Yeah. Well, it takes them 11 hours to read the book and you 11 hours to listen to it. Mm. And I can get three books read in that time. Yeah, no. I, I read this book over two weeks. But that was my own fault because... I had Riley off this week yeah. and bedtime was questionable. So Yeah, yeah and I read I it. I haven't had any spare time. And I read it on Tuesday night. But anyway, so thank you so much for coming on and talking about a book, as in a physical book. We have talked about a couple because we talked about Misery and The, the body. body, Yeah, both of which were Stephen King. So this is kind of on a different bent almost. Mm. But you enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. I did. And you are, you've picked up another book already, so... The Witch of... Vardo. Yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll remember the title when you finish the book. <laughs> and then I'll have another five recommendations from you for you about witches, if that's the way you want to go. Or or werewolves or vampires or zombies or Frankenstein. Yeah, I don't want any like Jackie Collins.
There won't be any Jack and Colin. I mean, I could recommend a load of Jilly Cooper because I've got them, but... Who's the one with Fabio? That's Jackie Collins, isn't no, it? That's, no, that's Jana Lindsay. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't want any Fabio. Um, Jana Lindsay is in my other room. Oh, right. Okay. That's Your a... porn. Okay. It's not... It's it's historical <laughs> romance. I just imagine Joey going, you got a dirty book. <laughs> it's it's historical romance. Okay. Fabio was on the cover of Joanna Lindsay's yeah. historical romances. His throbbing member. <laughs> she doesn't actually ever use that term. Just... No. <laughs> she was a lot far, uh, she was far more sedate and um, sensitive with her terminology. Okay. But, uh, so I won't recommend any Joanna Lindsay to you or Jilly no. Cooper or Jackie no. Collins. No. But I have plenty of other recommendations that yeah. I will definitely write down and <laughs> send you away. Yeah. So where can people find you? Oh, well, at the moment you can find me at Ray's. Uh, <laughs> Don't give me your address. But I won't give your address. Actually, I wouldn't know off the top of my head. Um, where am I? Okay, you can find me on Twitter as a Nightmare Pod, on Instagram, Facebook and Yep, as Once Upon a Nightmare. And what else am I on? TikTok. TikTok. What am I on that as? A Nightmare Pod? I think so. Yeah. And uh, uh, email as Once Upon a Nightmare Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How can I wrong? We've literally had half a class. <laughs> not even, I don't think. No, it's not, no. And we had food. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you, you can find me there. Yeah. So thanks ever so much for coming on and talking about a book. You're welcome. And not only that, Finding a love for books. <laughs> you look so shocked. Or are you gonna I'm cry? just really happy. <laughs> I don't have loads and loads of friends who read books. So every time I meet someone, it's like, have you read this book? <laughs> book? What's a book? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not quite that bad. But Actually, I have read lots of books. Yeah. Because my child reads lots of books and I have to read them. Granted, they're for a six-year-old. <laughs> but if I was to put on your Goodreads, how many I'd read a year? There's about 300 for this. Yeah, month. I know. I, I see that with um, quite a few people putting, I've read my children's books to them. And they put down, I've read 300 books this month. And then you look at it and it's like, they're six-page Roger Red Hat, Billy Blue Hat style books. Oh, well, in that case, I've read loads. <laughs> which is way more than I've read. <laughs> again, thanks ever so much for coming on. And we will be recording again. So definitely make sure to listen to Rain's podcast, A Nightmare, Once, Once Upon, Upon a Nightmare. Nightmare. And now my brain's gone and that's the excuse of champagne. I haven't had a drink for months, absolutely months, in my defence. And I turn up with two bottles. <laughs> and she turns up with two bottles of Prosecco because it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I'm going to now go and try and sober up a little bit and find another book for next week. <laughs> Speak to you later. Bye. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening and thank you again to Lorraine for joining me in drinking, reading and talking. If you like what you hear, why not share it with your friends and family and please post a star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any of the other podcatchers where you listen. You can follow me on Twitter at being underscore bookish, on Instagram at being bookish pod and on TikTok at being bookish reviews. Or you can check out my website beingbookish.co.uk and don't forget to click that button to join my mailing list. Well, I've got a lot to get ready for next week as I have just hit a hellish reading slump and I need to read myself out of it. So until next time, this is me saying 